minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Hashem. 
so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize my Sefer Hashem. Wake up, Yisrael, look around and you'll see. It's past eternal plan, it's for us, can't you see? And though we feel this bad, that special day is almost here. You are a Jew, it's all for you, Masecha
Well, one thing is clear. I can't be accused of uh, neglecting the Hanukkah music, that's for sure. Nace Gadol, the New York Boys Choir here at uh, JM in the AM. Nachum Siegel Network, Monday morning, and I thank you for joining us. Um, Benny Friedman had Hine Hine. He had a Shira Lashem before that. Praise Dor was Simcha Liner. Uh, Amram Madar with Rokdim Halayla, Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Hashem, and from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a JM the AM Monday for December the 4th, day 16 in the month of Kislev, the year 5778, Tavshin Ches. We start saying Vesein Talumatar tonight. Those of you who are familiar with the liturgy, the daily liturgy of the Jewish people. Vesein Talumatar, and as Rabbi Kramer reminds me, um, the Sephardic community says a longer, I believe I'm correct, says a longer bracha in what we would call Barachenu or Barachalenu, a longer bracha than uh, than in, in the non-winter months, right? I believe that's how it goes. I have to look it up and see exactly how he put it in his email. So tonight we start saying the same Talumatar at Tvilat Arvit at Mariv. Keep that in mind. 41 degrees outside with 88% humidity. Winds are east at 4 miles an hour, partly cloudy with a high temperature of 52. Then tonight, cloudy skies are low 47 Tomorrow, rain, high temperature 60. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 72. Oh, boy, is that perfect or what? Here in New York, 41 degrees on a, um, what is today? On a Monday on a Monday morning, as we say good morning here at JM in the AM. Well, ha- had a really, really interesting weekend, to say the least. A wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Hope you had the same. Uh, last night, a, a phenomenal Safam performance at the um, Kushner School in Livingston, New Jersey, the Atid Society event. My thanks again to Murray Halpern and to everybody who made it possible for me to be there. It was a, um, it was truly a, a wonderful event, great dinner, great get-together with some old friends, and a wonderful performance by Safam. So yeah, Shikach to Murray and everybody who was responsible for that event uh, out at Kushner. And earlier in the day, I want to thank those who tuned in. A lot of people uh, were listening and watching around the world as we uh, spoke with a lot of different people at the Achiezer Health Conference. And I must say one thing, and that is that every time you sit down with anybody, a vendor, an organizational head, somebody uh, at an event like that, especially when it comes to health, you learn about some either new development or some new piece of equipment or some new procedure that can be helpful, procedure meaning, you know, government-wise or funding-wise. Uh, that can be helpful to somebody. So we uh, did a lot of that yesterday, explored a lot, and um, it was really a uh, an interesting, to say the least, an interesting uh, couple of hours there at City Field. And my thanks to uh, Yoni Pollock, who produced the show. My thanks to uh, ZK, who, of course, uh, both filmed and, uh, and broadcasted live as chief engineer during the show. It was uh, much appreciated. And it really worked out well. So big Eshikoff to everybody, to the entire team. 6.33 in the morning, 27 minutes before 7 o'clock on this JM in the AM Monday. Today is a very, very interesting and special Monday. In addition to our regular JM in the AM features that you would uh, suspect for a Monday morning, uh, Yishai Fleischer, Yoni Bleichbard, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein, and Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum are all going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour because the 8 o'clock hour this morning is dedicated to the Chevron Fund, 
excuse me, the Chevron Fund is in the midst, literally in the midst, of a 24-hour charity campaign, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, a charity campaign right now as we speak to benefit the Chevron Fund. And um, we are dedicating today's 8 o'clock hour to the uh, to the Chevron Fund. Right now, they have a goal of 500000 Remember that that figure is going to be multiplied by four if they achieve their goal. Uh, right now, their goal is 500000 They have just over 217000 and they have 11 and about 11 and a half hours left, about 11 and a half hours left till this comes to an end. I believe it's uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So those of you out there who want to give, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity.com. And if your website, if the if your computer works the way mine does, then it'll be the first thing that comes up under live campaigns, and that'll be the Chevron Fund campaign. All right, simple as that. So check it out. Get ready to give. And again, this incredible lineup of uh, Yishai Fleischer, uh, Yoni Bleichbard, Rabbi Dan Rosenstein, and Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum. Uh, this amazing lineup will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour to remind everybody why it's so important to support the Chevron Fund. Uh, so again, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. As you can imagine, they're asking everybody uh, to share the uh, link on social media, to email friends and family, and to remind everyone that today's a very important day for the holy city of Chevron. Monday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM, and more is coming up. If you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
No fight plane, no battleship can crash with fear and sweet. It's that last drop of oil. It just won't see defeat. It keeps our little hub in flame, dancing to the beat. It's that last drop of oil. We'll take it to the street. And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell and retell all your stories. Be a miracle of light. Blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Crushed like an olive, let your royal flow. When there's nothing left, your true colors show. So reach deep down and grab that spark. Ain't you tired of living in the dark? Show me, can I show you the light? Show me, can I show you that light? We'll blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories. Be a miracle of light. Blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories. Be a miracle of light. I'll be a
J.M. in the A.M. Mordechai Shapiro with that one. It's called Hayom. Before that, Eighth Day with Miracle. It's a brand new single in honor of the holiday of Hanukkah. Rumor has it Eighth Day is going to be stopping by here at some point in the next couple of weeks. As soon as that's shored up, we'll let you know. Uh, Ruvi New, brand new with six days off the album Storm the World. Kolsa Son, that was RJ2, also brand new. Melech Malcham Lachim, Ohad and Company. Uh, here at JM in the AM. It's a Monday on this December 4th, the 16th of Kislev. Tonight, we start saying the same Talumatar. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. I want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com who continue to utilize our incredible um, material and content for their wonderful news feed. Not just Smachot, not only Simchas on OnlySimchas.com, although the Simcha news is great. Uh, but they have plenty of other news as well, and uh, a lot of it comes from what we provide, and we're very proud of that. Go to OnlySimplest.com every single day to check out what they're doing and uh, to see what stories they're covering. want to thank our friends at the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. We were there last night at the Atid Society event. Big thank you to uh, Batsheva and Murray Halpern. Big thank you to uh, everybody who was so nice. And... Um, a lot of listeners, a lot of people who knew me from the old days in that area of New Jersey. It was really a wonderful experience to so thank you. And a big, great performance by Safam. Really great performance by Safam. Um, they are to be recognized for their wonderful performance last night. And we thank them. A big shout-out to our friends at Achiezer, Rabbi Baruch Bear Bender. Achiezer had their health conference at City Field yesterday. It was great to broadcast from there for a couple hours. Big Yashikach to Rabbi Bender and his staff. They put together a uh, a healthcare fair uh, that attracted um, not only attracted a, a tremendous number of vendors and presenters, but really uh, distributed a lot of information to a lot of people. There were a lot of people looking for a lot of answers, and there were a lot of answers in that room yesterday. So, kolakavod to um, to everybody at Achiezer for their very very hard work. Uh, I want to remind everybody you can uh, support us here at JM and the AM. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the calendar year, I would hope you would certainly consider a nice donation to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting to keep us going on a daily basis. Support JM and the AM. Sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And we thank you for that. Today is Chevron Day. 
The Chevron Fund has their big charity campaign today. They are at, I'm just seeing if I can get a uh, an update. At the moment, they are at uh, 226000 on their way to a goal of 500000 We'll give you all the details coming up, and we'll spend the 8 o'clock hour with our friends in Chevron, which would be very cool. We did it last year. We'll do it again this morning coming up here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the Nachum Siegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Our friends from the Inbal Hotel are scheduled to check in the next few minutes. So we'll hear from them uh, coming up. Also, apparently the fifth episode of Soon By You is um, is soon <laughs> going to be released. <laughs> it's actually going It's actually going to have its debut, its premiere party and screening tomorrow night at the JCC Manhattan. And uh, we'll speak to... Uh, to the folks from Soon By You coming up here on JM in the AM. That'll happen uh, later on in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Galitza in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and uh, then move on to our hopefully our conversation with the Inbal Hotel. I believe Yaniv from the Inbal is expected to uh, call in. And uh, he's the international sales manager and speak to us coming up. Yeah, I, I just realized a lot of people heading to Israel this month, a lot of people heading to Israel next month, December vacation and January yeshiva vacation. My gosh. Galay Tal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Monday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam the Amp. Galay Tzal, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansour, in Masha Korea Akshav. חקירת רצח החייל רון יצחק קוקי הזיכרונו לברכה הותר לפרסום כי השבק עצר שני תושבי הנגב בחשד כי ביצעו את הרצח על רקע לאומני, כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. השבק עצר בליל שישי שני בדויים תושבי הנגב בחשד למעורבותם ברצח סמל רון יצחק קוקי הזיכרונו לברכה שנרצח בפיגוע ביום חמישי בערד. חקירת השבק מעלה כי מדובר בפיגוע טרור שבוצע על רקע לאומני. במהלך החקירה אחד החשודים קשר עצמו לביצוע הרצח והוביל את חוקרי השב"כ להסגרת נשקו של החייל שנעלם מזירת הפיגוע. חקירתם של החשודים נמשכת. יושב ראש הקואליציה דוד ביטן הגיע לבניין הכנסת לאחר שנחקר אתמול במשרדי להב 433 בחשד לשחיתות. בשיחה עם כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב הבהיר ביטן שאין בכוונתו להתפטר. לאף אחד לא נעים שיש חקירה, אבל זה לא פשוט. אני אשיב על הדברים האלה בשלבים יותר מוכנים. אתה עכשיו הולך לצאת מהכנסת או שאתה ממשיך בעבודה הייתי בחדר, בחדר של החקירה, אז לא יודע ממי זה יצא, והיא לא נכונה. דיווחים פלסטיניים על פצוע פלסטיני מירי במהלך עימות עם כוח צה"ל בקוסרה שבשומרון. כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין. על פי דיווחים בתקשורת הפלסטינית, אדם אחד נפצע אנוש מירי במהלך עימותים עם כוחות הביטחון שהחלו בעקבות הגעת מתנחלים למקום. מצה"ל נמסר שכ-50 פלסטינים משתתפים בעימותים, מיידים אבנים ומשליכים צמיגים בוערים לעבר הכוחות שפועלים לפיזור הנוכחים. בשבוע שעבר נורה למוות תושב קוסרה בידי מתנחל לאחר שתקף, יחד עם עשרות מתושבי המקום, קבוצת מטיילים ישראלים שהיו באזור. דרמה בתימן, המיליציה השיעית החות'ית השולטת בבירת סאנעה פוצצה את ביתו של הנשיא לשעבר שהודיע על נאמנותו לסעודיה. כתבנו לענייני ערבים ג'קי חוגי מוסר כי הנשיא לשעבר עלי עבדאללה סאלח 
פירק בימים האחרונים ברית שנמשכה כמה שנים עם החות'ים הנתמכים בידי איראן. נכון לעכשיו עדיין לא ברור האם סאלח היה בביתו בזמן הפיצוץ. 280 מבחני נהיגה בוטלו היום מחאה על מקרה אלימות נגד בוחן נהיגה. כתבנו לענייני תחבורה גל חן. מדובר בביטול כלל ארצי של הבחינה שנקבעה לשעה 12. 140 בוחנים לא ביצעו בחינות של כ-280 תלמידי נהיגה. הרקע לביטול הוא מחאה על מקרה של אלימות מילולית נגד בוחנת בחדרה. תחזית מזג האוויר, חם ויבש מהרגיל לעונה, מחר ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות עם גשם. אלה החדשות שעורך מרון ששון. J.M. and the A.M. Monday. Here we are on a uh, back-to-school, back-to-work edition of J.M. and the A.M. Well, it's no secret uh, what our, uh, our, our, our rich... It's no secret where our headquarters is when we are based in Jerusalem, Israel. It is no secret. Everyone at this point knows exactly where to get a hold of the Nahum Siegel Network staff. When we are in Jerusalem, it is, of course, the Inbal Hotel, and the Inbal has been... Uh, so amazing to us. They, they know how to host a radio crew. I can tell you that much. They really know how to host a radio crew. And the Inbal is going to be the destination for so many people around the world, especially from North America, especially from the New York, New Jersey area. For the month of December, as we get to the year-end vacations, and, of course, during the month of January, as we get closer to the Yeshiva break vacations, so when you go to the Inbal, you make sure to wish their staff big, big regards from us here. At the Nahum Siegel Network. Included in that staff is Yaniv Shoshani. Yaniv is the international sales manager for the Inbal Jerusalem Hotel. Yaniv, Boker Tov, Shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Boker Tov, Nahum Segal, Boker Tov, good morning to you and to all of your uh, listeners. As you said, my name is Yaniv Shoshani, I'm, and I'm the international sales manager of the Inbal uh, Jerusalem Hotel. Um, I would like, first of all, to thank you for having me in your uh, radio station program, JM in the AM. A pleasure. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy that I have the opportunity to say a little bit uh, things about the Inbal Jerusalem Hotel. As you know, we are a five-star deluxe hotel overlooking the old city walls and locally designed Jerusalem stone interior and exterior. It's a limestone, special stones from the mountains of Jerusalem. Um, all of the 280 rooms that we have now are actually renovated, including the beautiful uh, presidential suite, which is uh, facing the old city walls as well. With your permission, uh, a short information about the expansion project that we're doing now. Yeah. So, so actually, Nahum, it's, uh, we're talking about almost the end of the huge project of adding another 50 beautiful rooms and suites on top of the hotel roof. Um, most, of these, most of these rooms are going to face the old city walls and will have uh, big terraces. At the same opportunity, we're adding terraces also to the present rooms that we have now. So at the end of the project, actually, almost all of the hotel rooms are going to contain, going to have actually attached a, 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 a small a, a terrace next to, the, next to the room, or a big terrace as the new ones. At the same opportunity of that expansion that we're doing, we're also doing a little bit renovations, mainly in the, in the areas, in the public areas of the hotel, such as the swimming pool, the lobby, front desk, dining rooms, 
We have to expand, obviously, the, the breakfast room in order to create a space to more people uh, since we're doing another 50 rooms and we're going to have another 100 people at the hotel, so we have to expand a lot of areas. And this is the reason that uh, we're doing all of this. Thank God, all of the, actually most of it is already behind us. Um, and we're going to done with the, all the rest of it until, I would say, the end of March 2018, just before the Passover. Hmm. So we're almost at the end. And it's actually another, what, three and a half months or so, so when, from now. So when Pesach arrives, the construction and renovation project will be completed? Renovation, definitely, yes. Most of the most of the constructions on top are going to be done as well, most of it. However, we still will have to wait for the certificate, the government certificate, and other improvement from the government in order to sell it. So I believe, although it's going to be almost finished, we'll start to sell it only on June 2018, the summer of 2018. But um, uh, the heavy construction is going to be done until, like you said, the uh, uh, beginning of Passover. So at the end of all of it, actually, the Inbal Hotel is going to be one of the most biggest hotel in town, 330 rooms, because mm-hmm. 50 rooms now and, and 280 are exist already, so we're going to be one of the biggest hotels in, uh, in Jerusalem, and that's exciting. Yaniv Shoshani is with us, International Sales Manager, the Inbal Jerusalem Hotel, <laughs> our headquarters in Jerusalem. I don't even think your lobby needs work, but I, it's, it's very nice that you guys, that you guys are renovating <laughs> you know it. Something? I totally agree with you. Yeah. The, the lobby made of a natural um, stone almost uh, on the floor, and unfortunately, uh, we have to replace it for a new modern one, uh. but still, you know, as an as a employee here for the last, the last 25, 27 years, I'm attached to the furnitures and to the stones of the original building, and uh, although it's beautiful i still um, you know feel um, i have feelings for it please please tell um, me please tell me that you're not and, that you're not altering the executive lounge or the terrace where we broadcast from the executive lounge that's that has been done already the executive Good. lounge is uh, already been done uh, two, one or two years ago and it's totally new oh yes we love uh, it also the swimming pool we're done with it already a new bathroom we have in the in the lobby in the main floor which means people will not need to go one floor down to minus one anymore but it's all on the surface very comfortable and um, we actually improve our facilities uh, new health club swimming pool um, which, by the way, is uh, um, we clear it. It's clarified by salt and not by chlorine. It's also something that's green, and today is very important. So, uh, absolutely, the Inbal Hotel is doing a very, very uh, interesting and important move. Oh yeah, um, hey, you don't think you don't, and, you, don't, uh, you don't have to convince us. We're sold on the Inbal. Trust me, Aniv. <laughs> Yaniv Shoshani is with us, international sales manager at the Inbal Jerusalem Hotel. We are recommending it always. December vacation, a lot of people heading there before the end of the year. January, yeshiva break, uh, a lot of people taking Absolutely. advantage of the Inbal. Uh, before we talk about what people could do for for December and January, I was reading recently that your concierge service, and this is one thing we never took advantage of, maybe we should, they actually make reservations at different places around Jerusalem for people? 
Yes, absolutely. Not only the concierge, also the guest relation can yeah. do that, but they definitely the concierge desk, which is attached to the reception desk, can do all the reservations for our guests all over, not all over Jerusalem, but also around the, the country. So I'm adding, doing, I'm uh, adding them to my uh, logistics services team. To our, uh, to our guests uh, all over the country, start from uh, the airport and uh, ends with the camel ride at the Judean Desert. So uh, it's totally covered the whole needs of the hotel guest. Absolutely, yes. The concierge is very developed, and it's going to be much more developed very soon when we're going to be done with the, uh, with the 50 rooms that we're doing uh, uh, now. So I'm adding your guest relations staff to my logistics staff. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, if I need Hapoel Yerushalayim tickets, do they have an in on those, or they don't have an in on those? Yes, actually, we have. I we all have um, direct contact with the uh, guest relation of the Hapoel Yerushalayim <laughs> basketball team. I used to play by myself in Hapoel Yerushalayim when I was young. Before I went to the army, I played in Hapoel Yerushalayim um, in Strauss. But today uh, they're very known because they're very good, and we can get tickets. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad I asked. Now, what's this? What's this about a soup festival for those who are coming to Israel in the next few wow. weeks? Okay, I thought to mention it only at the end, but since you mentioned it, yeah. so I'll tell you. Almost every winter, we have a soup festival at the hotel lobby. I must tell you that it's a big attraction at the neighborhood, in the city, and even people from. Outside of Jerusalem are coming to uh, to taste this beautiful uh, uh, festival, which is uh, our chef near El Kayam provide five different kinds of fresh soups, Parmesan cheese, oh my uh, special kinds of bread on the table, dipes, mm. croutons, mm. and many others. And actually, you pay only about eighteen dollars per person, and you can use it as much as you want. It's unlimited, and it's from noon time, twelve o'clock, until ten p.m. It's beautiful. It's just in the center of the hotel, sorry, the center of the lobby, which when you get to the coffee shop, it's just in the center and everybody sees it and you cannot move uh, that area without uh, uh, buy a ticket and try the soup festival. You're most welcome to come to taste it. I don't know how I never saw this before. How many days does it last for? How long is it out there? Actually, it's all over the winter, so I would say we started a few weeks ago, and it's going to be definitely until, uh, I would say, Pesach, uh, Passover, oh which means uh, March 2018, so we still have a few months to go. Another reason to try to get to the inball <laughs> in the next oh, few yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> all right, tell me about uh, December and January. How does your uh, last week of the year look, uh, first in December? <laughs> Actually, it looks pretty good. It's, it looks pretty good. However, we're expecting more guests, and we're working on it. Um, so anybody out you know, there, anybody out there who has not yet made hotel reservations, they can be in touch with the hotel and uh, enjoy what we always enjoy. Absolutely, absolutely. They can contact us. We'll, we'll provide all the details, reservations. And we have special uh, rates, by the way, during the uh, construction time, obviously, uh, because um, it needs. So uh, special rates, good hotel, five stars hotel with reasonable prices in Jerusalem in the winter. It's beautiful. There's also a lot of things to do, as you know, in Jerusalem. Uh, during that time, not only during that time, but also uh, the whole year, but especially mainly in uh, December and January, 
uh, we're looking mainly for um, closed places, right. uh, indoor places, I would right. say, and not outdoor. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that the sound and light show at the Tower of David Museum, uh, although it's not indoor, it's beautiful. And uh, if it's not rainy, you can do that during the whole year. We do reservation for this as well. Uh, what else? Israel Museum, Science Museum, the Israeli Parliament, the Knesset, Bible Land Museum, the Supreme Court, which is magnificent. It's all indoor sites, indoor museums that we can provide um, help with getting tickets. By the way, some of them are free of charge, uh, so uh, our guests can join it without pay at all. Obviously, uh, Nahum, we have the Biblical Zoo, the Jerusalem Theater, which is near the hotel, the new train station. The, the Inbal Hotel is actually at the heart of Jerusalem. Yep. It's located just at the heart of Jerusalem, near all the, the, important, uh, the important sites. Uh, time Elevator at the center of town, the Machne Yuda Market, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Yehuda Street, Chagall Windows, Ammunition Hill. It's all either uh, walking distance from the hotel or a few minutes uh, with the car. Are you inviting... So we good... Are you inviting gap year students to join their parents in January when a lot of families travel to Israel on vacation? Sorry, can you repeat? Gap year students, those students who are studying in Israel, can they come and spend some time with their family at the hotel in January during the Yeshiva winter vacation? Absolutely, absolutely. We we invited them during all the past years, and we intend to do that in the future as well. Uh, this is one of the main reasons that their parents are coming to our hotel and to the country to see their uh, uh, their children, uh, which are studying here in the yeshivas around the, the country, not only in Jerusalem. And uh, obviously, this is the target. Of yeah. course, we encourage that. We invite them. Absolutely. All right, uh, Yaniv Shoshani is international sales manager at the. Inbal Jerusalem Hotel. It is an amazing place, everybody. Uh, you should check it out if you are heading to Israel, especially December and January um, for vacation. Uh, it is a wonderful place to stay for you and your kids. And I would guess soon you guys are going to have to start working on Pesach, right? People can make their Pesach reservations as well. And, Absolutely. And, and then start thinking, because right after, you know it's right after Pesach. Right after Pesach is Israel 70. Are you totally booked for Israel 70, by the way? We totally booked, Nachum. We totally booked uh, on I May, know, on, the, I, on the 70 of, of, of Jerusalem. I know, but I need my, uh, I need my uh, room, Yaniv. Unfortunately, Yaniv. we have to refuse now for uh, <laughs> what? people that ask me. Sorry? Yaniv, I need my room for Israel 70. What are we doing? Yeah, you'll have to, you'll, you'll come to my apartment. <laughs> unfortunately, I th- no rooms available anymore I think, at, at the days. However, in in, in, in Pesach, we still have rooms, although we are uh, almost 60% occupancy during the whole 10 days of Pesach already. We still have rooms uh, for Pesach to sell, and uh, I believe that very soon it's going to be overbooked as well. So if people like to join us on Pesach, this is the time uh, to take the decision. Listen, Absolutely. Listen, Yaniv, uh, for Israel, for Yom Mut, what you'll do is you'll set up a nice cot for me in one of the conference rooms. <laughs> That's what you'll do. Promise. Okay, and I'll, I'll come to your apartment to shower. That'll be that'll, that'll With be. With pleasure. That'll be. I live. I live only seven minutes, uh, dry, uh, seven minutes ride from here. You see, we solved that problem. Could you imagine? Baruch Hashem, we solved that problem. Baruch Hashem. Thank God. No complaints. <laughs> All right. Inbal Hotel information. What website or phone number uh, would you like to give out to our listeners? Uh, I would say that uh, uh, there are two sites actually. Two. Uh, main sites that provide all the information about Jerusalem uh, during the year. Um, I, I, where is it? 
One second. You don't want to direct I people wrote... to the Inbal website? Is that, I mean, is the... The Inbal website is most welcome, of course. You have a lot of opportunities over there as well. But we have two sites that it can be done, uh, can... Um, we can get information from there about Jerusalem. Uh. You know, something you have to forget. You have to. Oh, I have it. More activities and sites can be found in I Travel Jerusalem and Fun in Jerusalem. These two sites are the main sites which provide most of the information about the Jerusalem, and uh, actually, you can get everything from there. All right, Yaniv, send our regards to uh, everybody at the Inbal, especially to I the, will. especially to the executive lounge, if you don't mind. Thank you uh, very much for the opportunity to pleasure. talk to you and to all oh, your audience. Oh, and, and, and uh, ne- wait, 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 wait. Next week is Hanukkah. Next week is Hanukkah. You're going to be dre- That is correct. That you're, is correct. You're going to be dressing up the hotel. People will drive by the Inbal. They'll see the beautiful lights and everything in Hanukkah. Absolutely. We're going to light the main Hanukkah at the lobby. Uh, I'm going to be there. All the hotel management going to be there. A lot of souvganiot oh, yeah. and drinks, and everybody actually most welcome to come to the lobby and to join us with the blessing of Hanukkah and to taste the souvganiot of our uh, of, of our chef Nirul Kayam and Doron yeah. that making all this uh, uh, souvganiot. Yeah, pretty amazing. And don't forget the levivot. All right, Yaniv, Chag Hanukkah Sameach. Uh, we will. Che- Thank you very much. We will check in again at some point. Inbal Hotel, everybody. You know, you know what they mean to us at the Inbal. They're amazing. They've always been amazing. They are our headquarters in Israel, and just go and take advantage uh, of a wonderful hotel experience. Every- everything is just uh, wonderful. And uh, drop our name for even more and more exclusive service. How do you like? That's right. Drop the name, the Hachum Single Network. And as great as the service is there, and it is great. Um, I'm sure they'll t- I'm sure they'll toss in something extra for you. Twenty minutes after seven o'clock. Good morning, everybody. It's a JM in the AM Monday as we continue here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Jam in the AM with Amra Madar. Uh, we'll get there. We go. We'll get to that. We'll get to that song coming up. Everyone, be patient, please. <laughs> Jam in the AM Monday. That was uh, Amra Madar with Gudvach. Before that, you heard uh, Avremo Avram Fried with Achim Banefesh. Monday morning tonight, we start saying Vesein Talumotar in the Ashkenazi community. It's Vesein Talumotar. Um, the Sephardic community uh, says a longer version of. Uh, of Barech Aleinu. Um, big thank you to our friends at OnlySimplas.com who continue to utilize our content uh, for some of their great news stories they report in their news feed. Thank you, OnlySimplas.com. Hey, the Chevron Fund is having a charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y campaign that goes between now and 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be speaking to some of the heroes of Chevron coming up here at JM in the AM and encouraging everybody to help them get to their $500,000 goal, which would mean they'll raise four times that amount. That's how it works in these charity campaigns. So that'll be coming up here at uh, JM in the AM. By the way, big shout out to our friends at the Yeshiva University Maccabees. Men's basketball team put on quite an effort on Saturday night, but they are uh, they are somewhat shorthanded, to say the least, due to injuries, etc. So um, here's a big shout-out to Elliot Steinmetz, their coach, and the wonderful players of the Yeshiva University Maccabees. We continue to root for you guys and root very, very hard. Um, continued good luck from all of us here at JM and the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin of Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Shmos, No man could see his brother, nor could anyone rise from his place. The Chidushi Arim, the Ger Rebbe explains, that once each person couldn't see his brother, he could no longer discern what his brother needed. He couldn't perceive what his brother was lacking. The Pasuk then says he could not rise. They had sunk to such a low state that they could no longer elevate themselves spiritually. The Sefer Ali Shor writes, In a similar vein, when a person is steeped in the desires of his heart and he pursues only fulfilling his own cravings, it's difficult for him to consider what the other person may be in need of. He is self-absorbed, a narcissist, unable to enter the other person's world and put himself in his shoes. Yet, opportunities to do chesed are sometimes transitory. We therefore request and tell him, Ach toivo chesed yedifuni, may only goodness and kindness pursue me. May the opportunities to do chesed and stock a charity not elude me. One should make every attempt to do maisim of chesed, acts of chesed, with all individuals, the rich, the poor, the wise, the imprudent, those who are successful and those who are not. This is as Eliezer Ever Avraham, the servant of Avraham, prayed, Hashem, do kindness with my master Avraham. Rav Chagi said in the name of Rav Yitzchak, everyone needs chesed, even Avraham Avinu. The opportunities for chesed and staka are many. Sometimes a person is in need of a listening ear or good counsel, bikocholim, a shidduch, 
At times, one may need physical help or perhaps money for food. The Ali Shor notes that when a person does a Maisa Chesed, he performs an act of kindness, a spark of Ruach HaKodesh, the Divine Spirit, is generated. There is an added dimension to the individual which brings about an elevation to his soul. Rav Mordecha Doiv of Harnestaipel had a wound on his back. A non-Jewish doctor came to examine him and determined that the only way he could heal him was by applying a searing hot rod to the wound. The doctor took the rod, put it in the fire, and placed it on the back of Rav Mordecha Doiv. The Rav neither flinched nor cried out. The doctor once again put the rod in the fire and made it even hotter, then applied it again to the Rebbe's flesh. There was still no response. The third time, the doctor kept the rod in the fire until it turned red hot like the flame itself. Then he immediately applied it to Rav Mordechai Dov's wound, who didn't react at all. The doctor jumped to his feet. He cried out, This is not a human being. He is either an angel or the devil himself. Rav Mordechai Dov sat up and he told the doctor, I'm just a regular person of flesh and blood. But you must understand, there are so many people that come to me and pour out their hearts full of sorrow, their troubles and their pains. That burns my flesh a lot more than your iron rod. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Monday morning, Jam in the AM. Eitan Freilich. I'm Yisrael Chai. Tonight, at the JCC in Manhattan, Amsterdam Avenue at 76th Street in New York City, uh, the television program Soon By You um, premieres and has a premiere party and screening of Episode 5 called The Wedding. You could be the first to watch episode five. There'll also be a Q&A with the cast and creative team afterwards and an after party with uh, DJ Desserts and Wine. Tickets available now at soonbyu.com, soonbyu.com. This is all happening tomorrow night. Did I say tonight? It's all happening tomorrow night beginning at 8 p.m. The doors open at 7.30 at the JCC of Manhattan. Again, that's tomorrow night, December the 5th on Amsterdam Avenue at 76th Street in New York City. With us live via telephone, two of the... uh, Two of the people that are responsible for this hit, um, and we'll 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 uh, th- they both are in the cast, and we'll get their uh, uh, creative credit straight in a moment. I'll ask them to help me with that. Uh, we have with us Leah Gottfried, who plays Sarah Jacobs in the um, television program Soon by You. Leah, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you. I appreciate that. And uh, Danny Hoffman is with us. He plays David in Soon By You. Danny, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, you guys are amazing. I I, I, mentioned oh, to you, well. I mentioned to you before the show that I binge-watched the first four episodes of Soon <laughs> By You, and it seems like you had a tremendous amount of fun. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe Leia had more fun than the other cast members, it seems like, sometimes. <laughs> I had a tremendous amount of fun putting this thing together. Give me the, give me the creative credits. The two of you uh, worked uh, in co-roles as what, as, uh, as it relates to Soon By You, and what credits do you guys have in terms of production of the program? Sure. Um, so we, we co-write the show, Danny and I, and I, I created the show. So the first episode started out just as a short film that I wrote and directed. Um, and now we also co-produce, and I direct the episode. All right. Why soon by you? Why do you uh, Why do you choose to explore this topic, which essentially, I guess, if we'd sum it up, is uh, what seems to be Jewish life in the modern Orthodox community on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I hope I have uh, I have portrayed that properly. Uh, why would you go with that storyline for a new creative show? Yeah. So it was actually inspired by an Israeli TV show called Trugim which is about modern Orthodox Jews dating in Israel. And um, about three years ago, I was introduced to that show, and I was just completely floored by the fact that there could be a show about Orthodox Jews that felt authentic. Um, And I loved watching it, and I related to the characters. And then, you know, my friends around me and myself were kind of going through the dating process and having all these crazy stories and heartbreaks and everything. And it just felt like there was so much material to explore here in New York. Um, and it kind of almost felt like, how has nobody done this before? And um, I had been a filmmaker for a number of years, and I decided to just sort of jump in and, and try it. Is the majority of the cast, or all of the cast, very familiar with the with the scene? Are, are, are is everybody who's who we see acting in this? You know, can they can they like you relate to this scene? One of our favorite fun facts about the show that everyone's surprised to hear is that uh, two of the actors. Um, so all the all the characters, for those who are unfamiliar, all the characters are uh, you know Jewish and, and practice in a modern Orthodox 
fashion. And two of the actors are not um, not Jewish at all, but they completely play the part very, very well. Um, wow. They ask wow. Us all the questions. They, they really get into it. And I'd, I'd be interested to see if people... <laughs> think they could guess who they are. I'm not sure that they would be able to. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to be going for that right after this conversation. I'm going to be start, <laughs> starting to analyze and guess who's not Jewish. Yeah. And guess. That That is very cool. That is very cool. All right, so the Jewish members of the cast, can I assume mm-hmm. they are all relatively familiar with the scene? Um, so I think three of us are very familiar with the scene. So myself, Danny, and Jessica Schechter, who plays Noah and is also a co-producer, um, the three of us, pretty much grew up monoorthodox and are familiar and Jessica's actually the only one who lives in the Upper West Side so she's kind of our eyes and ears to what goes on there um, but yeah I mean we often at least Jessica and I take experiences from our lives and put it in the show and draw a lot of inspiration from either friends stories or things that we experience ourselves um, because we are going through that process right now. How- through, through a whole bunch of conversations with the other with the other cast members who are either not Jewish or not uh, orthodox um, they, they've, they've said that even though they're not completely familiar with the scene, there's a lot to relate to, uh, even if you're not you know, a modern Orthodox person seeking marriage immediately. There's a lot to relate to outside that as well. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, uh, how do we judge the success of the show these days when, you know, it, it's not your conventional method anymore to just, you know, re- mm. re- release an episode and and you know, sell it to whatever distribution company and get it onto network television. Uh, now when, mm-hmm. when, when avenues, uh, you know, there's so many different avenues. To re- I watched the show on YouTube uh, to let, yeah. you know, let you know how I watched it. Um, how, do we ju- how do we judge the success? How, how do we know that this has you know, made an impact out there? YouTube is the main, uh, is, is the only way that, that we released it. Other than the first episode, that short film that Leia was talking about that we circulated at festivals, YouTube is the only way that people can generally watch it. So the main metric by which we measure our success or how far our reach is is by keeping track of how many hits each episode gets, how many subscribers we get, and trying to keep track of the fan base that follows us on social media as a result of the episode. Which begs the, yeah. ne- which, which begs the next question, mm-hmm. is it a hit? I would That's, say so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah. I also judge it not just by the numbers, which are, you know, pretty high, um, but I I also judge it just by the feedback. So, you know, when we get messages from people saying, like, thank you for making this show, it makes me feel a little less alone in this process, that to me already, just the fact that it even touched one person makes it a success, um, because that's what we're trying to do is is reach people through, through this art. Yeah, and in addition to the people who relate to it from the perspective of, wow, I'm seeing another modern Orthodox person, you know, on, on this show, I, I also have really enjoyed the responses we've gotten from people who are not familiar with mm-hmm. our community, uh, for whom this is their introduction, and they say, wow, this is much more similar to who I am than right. I was expecting. All right, episode five's premiere party is tomorrow night. Has there been a good reaction so far? Yeah. A lot of excitement, a lot of tickets sold. We're excited. Um, it's always so wonderful to watch the episode first on a big screen with the whole cast, you know, in attendance and a bunch of the fans there. There's like just nothing like it. It's so wonderful. How long is tomorrow night's episode? About 30 minutes. Um, probably 30, 32 minutes, I think, actually. And, yeah. you, and you guys will do a Q&A with everybody afterwards. It's tomorrow night starting at 8 p.m. at the JCC Manhattan. Doors open at 7.30. Tickets available at soon soonbyou.com, soonbyou.com. Speaking with Leah Gottfried and Danny Hoffman, in addition to all of their 
creative credits and um, uh, and behind the scenes work. They are two of the main cast members in the uh, in the series um, entitled "Soon by You." Now it's hard, especially for those of us well, uh, only for those of us who have seen Srugim, It's hard not to make comparisons. Would it be sure. Would it be fair, Leia? Would it be fair mm-hmm. Would it be fair to say? That that the storyline in Soon by You is not nearly as serious as the main storylines in Srugim. That you guys are having a little bit more fun, a little bit more tongue in cheek action. I do think so. Yeah, that's one of the main differences between us and Srugim. Um, they were more of like a dramedy, um, and we definitely hit the comedy um, harder. We find that you know laughing at this process is, is helpful, and and that's how we that's our spin on it. You know, so there are you know more dramatic storylines um but they're not they're not the main i guess tone of the show it's definitely more of a comedic sitcom style show absolutely and you and your character as i alluded to earlier you seem to be having a lot of fun danny (laughs) danny you and your character you seem to be struggling through every episode (laughs) (laughs) which by the way is incredibly fun to play i should say we're all having tons of fun but yeah yeah uh, that's that's for sure. I mean, Leia your is, your character yeah, your character is frustrated by everybody, <laughs> male and female alike. It, it comes from a very real place, I'll say. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll tell you, I feel so bad for you at times, but yeah. but thank God you're long, th- thank God you're able to persevere. Yeah, as long as you're laughing through feeling bad for me, then we're doing a good thing, I think. Yeah, by the way, you should know that when you lost that phone number early in the series, I'm like, oh, it's so typical, Tanny. It's so typical. <laughs> excuse me, to be to be more accurate, what, what's your uh, what's your character's name? It's it's very typical, David. But David, I'd be lying right. if I said if it wasn't typical, Danny as well. That is very much something I do. <laughs> oh, but I already felt I knew you as a character enough to say, "Oh, typical, David." Of course, he lost the phone <laughs> that number. Means a lot. What would, you, a lot. Thank what, you. what would you expect? <laughs> so originally, when I saw that tomorrow night's episode, episode five of Soon by You, is called the wedding. I, of course, you know, j- just having seen this announcement at the very beginning of me watching the series, I thought you know main characters were being were, were getting mm-hmm. married, but in fact, what's happening? tomorrow night is that 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 some or all i don't know because i haven't seen the episode obviously some or all mm-hmm. of the cast members are attending a wedding so we've seen you exactly. we've seen you guys in synagogue very interesting interaction we've seen you at mm-hmm. shabbat at shabbat meals shout out to rabbi klatsko we've seen you uh, we, we've seen you in the, you know in different uh, in different venues now we get to see you at this very public event uh, I can only imagine what's going to go wrong. I can only imagine what kind of, what kind of drama we're <laughs> oh, going to see. So much, so much. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to play with. Uh, when we were writing it, there's a lot to play with at a at a Jewish wedding. Um, so much that there's a lot that we were thinking of and laughing about that could not we could not fit into our 30 minute mm-hmm. episode. Right. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to have another wedding episode to, we to could get make all the a other feature stuff. about a feature film about a Orthodox Jewish wedding. Of course. Are you wedding, can, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could find a hundred angles like that at a Jewish wedding. Exactly. Do you, do you know, I think one of the, what I think one of the factors is, and this, this may be completely overthinking it, but I think people in that scene, not that I'm an expert at this. Uh, it's been a long time for me, but, but I think people in that scene often feel like they're under a microscope, you know, in many different ways. Mm. You know, people are, are examining: are they are they good for this person? Are they, you know, what type of, you know, all all these different things that we that we hear about in terms of the quote unquote single scene. And then when you take those characters who normally are under a microscope and put them under a really big <laughs> microscope, like a three hundred person wedding, you know, then it becomes 
you know, then Bedlam could break out. So it's as though you're writing our promotional material for the episode. That's definitely the line. Thank you for that. I mean, I mean, do you agree with my analysis or not? I need to know. Absolutely, absolutely, could not agree more. That's that's a lot of what we play with in the wedding, where it's like you know, there's there's this pressure in your regular life, but once you're in the setting of a wedding, where you know, marriage is even more on the forefront of everybody's mind, that pressure gets to so much more intense and um, people just find it you know, perfectly acceptable to ask you about, you know, your dating status and things like that. And I think um, a lot of our characters, they deal with that in, in different ways. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and also uh, when you consider the title of our show, Soon By You, right. or as a lot of people might've heard it, Amir Shem By You or any, yeah. any variation of that, the wedding, a wedding is the place where that phrase lives and really gets its life. Uh, so we're going to be, Seen a lot of that as well. Yeah, not only does it live, some would some would say the bacteria spreads at a wedding. <laughs> of of, of yeah. soon yeah. by you, you can say that again. All right, everybody. Yeah. Episode five, the wedding of soon by you, is being shown for the very first time at their premiere party and screening. It's tomorrow night, starting at eight p.m. at the JCC Manhattan on Amsterdam Avenue and Seventy Sixth Street. You can get your tickets by going to soonbyyou.com. Soonbyyou.com. Aside from us. You've been most flattered by whose compliments? Anybody in Hollywood or any noteworthy name that has come forward and said, boy, you guys have really hit a home run with this? Anything of note? Hmm. Uh, I've been contacted. I think you have also, Leah. I've been contacted by um, an actor. I wouldn't, I don't want to say his name. I don't want to blow up his spot, as it were, but he he contacted us. He's a working actor in New York City, and um, he basically, he's, he's a Jewish actor, and he told us how much he appreciates um, the the art that we're putting to our to our message mm. and the uh, the work that we're doing, which really did mean a lot. That was a very meaningful thing to hear. Very nice. Oh, I, I, like I have that. no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> we talked about it. The <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the synagogue the synagogue scene in episode where am I four was the synagogue in scene four in, in episode four I believe that oh, was episode three. Yeah. Uh, synagogue scene in episode three is which synagogue? We shot that, that at Ora on the Upper yeah. East Side. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. All you know, how, you know. How, I, I'm, I'm sure you know all these tidbits. You know, for those who are quote unquote in the know, uh, all these tidbits mean a big deal when we see you go to Mike's Bistro and when we see yes. we see mm-hmm. a synagogue that looks familiar and you're doing stuff that all of us have either done in our lives or know you know know people who are doing. So it's just very cool. Anyway, that's, uh, soon, that's a big part of it for us too is is getting as authentic a feel as we can for. Or, you know the Upper West Side Jewish scene, right? Which is ever evolving, yeah. right? Ever evolving. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Not stagnant at all. Soon by you, episode five tomorrow night. Go to soonbyyou.com. I thank both Leah Gottfried and Danny Hoffman, who are main characters and uh, creative uh, uh, geniuses behind this brand new <laughs> behind this brand new series. Guys, th- thank you very much, and good luck tomorrow night. Thanks Thank you so much. It was so fun. There it is. Check it out on YouTube, everybody. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out on YouTube. And certainly uh, keep in mind that tomorrow night they're at the JCC Manhattan on Amsterdam Avenue and 76th Street with a Q&A following episode number five. But again, uh, check it out on YouTube. You want to make sure to see the first four episodes that have been released first. Then you can move on to episode number five. More coming up. It's Monday at JM in the AM. Bechol yomu, bechol laila Enet nasi lechup
Jerusalem, oh, I can recall the first time I laid eyes upon your golden wall. Jerusalem, your very name brings the images of my year with you rushing back again. Jerusalem, your precious stone. Tells the story of the ages that man has known. Jerusalem, with each step I take, brings me closer to the one I knew and lets me see my heritage. From King David's tomb up to Hearts of Feet, back to the Kotel again. J.M. in the A.M. with a group that was simply spectacular last night at the uh, Kushner Atid Society uh, dinner and concert. That's Safam. Big shout out to Murray Halpern and everybody who uh, was there last evening. Just an incredible night. 
and uh, I thank them very, very much. Monday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And it is time to speak about Hevron, Yishai Fleischer, international spokesman for the Jewish community of Hevron, is with us live via telephone. Hevron is in a charity live campaign right now. The Hevron Fund is asking everybody to participate. If they achieve their goal of $500,000, that will be multiplied by four. There are nine hours and 58 minutes remaining in this campaign. You can go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. The first live campaign you'll see will be the one for the Hevron Fund. And, of course, if you go to the Hevron Fund website, or if you go to multiple websites and so many emails and just all these different social media connections, you will see that today is the day to be enthusiastic and to be supportive of the Chevron Fund. Yishai Fleischer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's fabulous to be with you again. And congratulations about your new studio and the, the, the app. You guys are doing great work, as usual. And you're, you're always the voice of uh, Eretz Yisrael in America. And uh, what, what would they do without you, Nachum? What would they do without you? Well, I appreciate that. That's very, very kind of you to start with that. Uh, on this very special Chevron hour for us, for you and the Chevron Fund, it's a special 24 hours asking people to keep the Holy City of Chevron in mind. First, let's start with what's going on in the Holy City of Chevron. How are things in the Jewish community of Chevron? You know, uh, you know, Nachum, you've said a lot about the Hebron Fund, about the Jewish community, but we got to remember that when we talk about Hebron, the first thing to ask is, how's mom and dad doing? Yep. How's the, the parents? That's what it's all about. At the end, the reason there's a Jewish community in Hebron, the reason that there's a Hebron Fund, the reason there's all these things, the reason I'm on your show today is not because we like it, we feel like it, because it's pretty there, because it's not pretty there. It's all about the mamas and the papas. It's all about the founders uh, of our peoplehood. And that's what the Jewish community... In, of Hebron is about, and that's what the Hebron Fund is about. It's really about defending the fathers and the mothers, keeping them there, beautifying them, and doing really the most basic and fundamental of all commandments, which is keep it up them, loving our, our fathers and mothers, honoring them, and they're the founders of this great story called the Jewish people in Israel, and that's what Hebron is. It's, it's actually protecting the core, the root uh, of the Jewish story. So that, that's what's happening. Mom and dad are okay, and they send everybody love, and they, said, and they say, uh, you know, help us out. Keep, let's keep this place beautiful. Let's keep it honored, uh, and let's make Marat HaMachpelah what it's supposed to be, as beautiful as any one of our houses. Marat HaMachpelah should be more, the more beautiful, the most beautiful place that, that we can make as a people to honor our fathers and mothers. One of the things that always concerns us, uh, us big shots who are thousands of miles away, is we like to see the Jewish community of Hebron expand. We like to see properties that are known to be Jewish properties either remain in Jewish hands or uh, you know, e- e- easily be uh, you know, tran- transmitted to Jewish hands. Let's put it that way. What can you tell us about expansion? What can you tell us about the potential of the Jewish community of Hebron getting even larger? Right. Well, the Jewish community of Hebron uh, recently got permissions from the Israeli government uh, almost, almost full permission. We're still working on the last uh, steps, but to build 31 new apartments in Hebron, uh, and that's what the Jewish community of Hebron does. 
the Hebron Fund does not support building. It cannot do that. Uh, it supports beautification. It supports uh, uh, added security measures. It, it supports teaching. It supports uh, building, uh, you know, uh, beautification sites and things like that just to give you, uh, you know, a, a greater connectivity to the place, greater education to the place, uh, in the place. Uh, the Jewish community of Hebron is always fighting to grow. We have uh, 91 families right now, and we're going to be going up with 31 more families. So that's really exciting. Uh, we just got a new status uh, from the Israeli government uh, as a municipal status of the Jewish community of Hebron because, you know, for a long time there was a kind of quasi-status. That was a big success. And I think one of our biggest successes recently was the fight back against UNESCO, which tried very hard uh, to... Um, erase the Jewish connection to Hebron by saying that the the tombs of the fathers and mothers, is not a Jewish heritage site, but is in, indeed a Palestinian heritage site, which really turns the whole story on its head. Uh, the Jewish fathers and mothers would now become Palestinian. The Jewish building that Herod built would become a Palestinian heritage site. And we push back against that. And at the end, what happened was is that Prime Minister Netanyahu transferred a million dollars away from UNESCO and gave it to Hebron. And then finally, uh, the Trump administration, in this case headed by Nikki Haley, Ambassador Nikki Haley at the United Nations, pulled out of UNESCO, and the, and the Netanyahu administration here in Israel followed suit. And that was a great victory against the, the, what Prime Minister Netanyahu called, although I, has, I said it earlier, but then he called it that maybe he read something I wrote, but he, uh, he called it, uh, not only is it fake, his, fake news, but it's also fake history. Right. And that's one of the uh, new... Uh, kind of efforts against the Jewish community of Hebron and against Israel in general is to erase Jewish history, uh, to erase our connection to the Temple Mount, to the tomb of Rachel, to the tomb of Yosef, uh, and, and certainly Marat HaMachtelah, the tombs of the fathers and mothers. And that was a great victory. I think you may have seen that the last week the United Nations, uh, the great anti-Semitic organization, really the world's biggest anti-Semitic organization, uh, pushed back again and said that Jews have no rights in Jerusalem, we're an occupying power, everything we do there is illegal. So you see that this is a, you know, there's really a big effort out there to erase uh, Jewish connectivity to the land of Israel, now in a kind of more intellectual forum and a narrative forum, instead of just trying to erase us physically through war, they're trying to erase our memory. Uh, but uh, the Jewish community of Hebron fights back, first thing, just by existing. And just by doing the great tours that we do, Rabbi Simcha Achban, I know everybody that listens to your show knows Rabbi Simcha, giving these incredible weekly tours, yeah. um, you and know. bringing people in, and, and teaching, and teaching about the fathers and the mothers, and, and how, how, how Yaakov Avinu was, was Jacob was uh, dying in Egypt, and he said, you know, don't bury me in Hackensack, don't bury me here in Egypt in Cairo, bury me. Uh, in Hebron, in Marat But Yishai, and, and so this, Yishai, give me, yeah. a give me a second to ask you about other tours because you have toured Hebron with uh, with people from Europe, with uh, officials from the UN, with many from different areas of government. Uh, are, are those tours effective? Are you able to show people why their perception of Hebron is completely wrong? You know, Nachum, that's a good question. And the answer is, is just by coming there and seeing the facts, uh, a lot turns on its head. For example, one of the biggest canards is that the Jewish community of Hebron is somehow ethnically cleansing the Arab population and that we've shut down their life. And indeed, there are some store closures, uh, some Arab store closures in the Jewish street that exists in Hebron. But then when I take you to an overlook, 
you get to see that the claim that somehow the Jewish people, that, that the settlers, that Israel has somehow ethnically cleansed Arabs becomes just laughable because you see a humongous, prosperous city of 200,000 Arabs, and you see how well they're doing, and then you realize that the Jewish community is but 3% of, of Hebron. So, uh, so you, you, you get to, you understand immediately that those claims are just fictitious uh, and, 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 and are part of this kind of blood libel to make us look like as though we're this uh, aggressive attacking country, which is, you know, couldn't be farther than the, from the truth. Um, but at the same time, I want to tell you that, you know, we are, yes, we are touring and we are teaching, but the most important thing is when we help Jews and lovers of Israel overcome fear. And just come to Hebron, when you see it for yourself, you're like, wow. There's something, is that not true, Nachum? Tell me yourself. When you come to Hebron, don't you feel an incredible feeling of, of peace, of connectivity, uh, of, of just the most natural feeling in the world? As, as, uh, as I like to say, there's nothing more organic or holistic or, or natural than the Jewish people with their parents in their ancestral homeland. Am I right? A hundred percent right. Uh, you feel comfortable. You feel peaceful. Uh, all the all the horror stories you hear, you wonder, you know, where they come from because the community is so warm and inviting. It's an amazing place to be. A wonderful place to spend Shabbat. An incredible place to visit in general. Uh, we are we are we look with great admiration to anybody who actually lives in Hebron and uh, and 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 sits on a daily basis on the front lines of this important battle. It's an amazing place. It's incredible, and if you don't feel a spiritual uplift when visiting Chevron, then then I then you know I I, can't, I don't even know how that's possible. If you're a member of the Jewish people, you have to feel that spiritual connection just by being there. It really is remarkable. Yishai, we got to mention the campaign. We want to keep the Chevron Fund doing uh, all the things that they do. If those those who go to the Hebron Fund. Um, website, they'll see some of the things you spoke about earlier, the outreach tours, the hot meals for Chevron children, the soldier care packages, the camp scholarships, the upkeep of the holy sites, including, of course, Maratha Machbelah, the public events that go on for thousands of visitors on special holidays and throughout the entire year. All of these are helped by Chevron fund contributions. And today, whatever someone contributes until 6 p.m. Eastern time is going to be quadrupled. So please help me in asking everybody to participate today. That's right. You know, the way you said it before is that the people that live in Hebron are heroes. And that's true. They keep the place open for the rest of us. But today there's a chance for everybody to say, I'm in this fight. I'm going to keep Hebron open. I'm going to fight for the truth. I'm going to fight the UNESCOs of this world. I'm going to fight for, for, for accessibility, for truth, for the Bible, for the Torah. I'm going to fight. I'm not just going to, like, support and say in my heart, yes, I'm with it. It's right. Yeah, he's right. They're right. No, no, no. You're going to get up and you're going to say, I want to be a hero for Hebron. I want to be a hero for the fathers and the mothers. I'm going to go to hebronfund.org and just give, because this is an amazing opportunity to give $1, it equals 4 But you give $10, it equals 40 You know how it works. Uh, but with that gift, you're really being a hero. You're being a fighter. And you're making a statement. I am in this fight. I'm not willing to just sit back and say, you know, yes, those Jews in Eretz Israel, sure, they're putting their life on the line. No, you're putting your life on the line also. You're, putting, you're, you're tying your life, your lifeblood, your, your hard earnings into the story of Hebron, and you're bonding yourself with destiny and with history, and that's exactly what, what, what this opportunity is today. Yes, today's that day that I bonded myself with, with Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, Sarah Rivka, and Leah, and, and the destiny that they foresaw for our people, I'm fighting for it. So that's what I, you know, I really think it's a, it's a 
great opportunity. And you just go to the website, and you're going you're gonna to be on a high all day. You're going to be on cloud nine all day because you were part of it. You're going to feel great uh, to, to just be part of that fight and say, yes, I, I stand with Hebron. So it's easy, hebronfund.org. I think, I think people are going to be, you know, I, I feel like I'm giving people a gift by giving a chance to, to fight uh, for Hebron. The uh, international spokesman for the Jewish community of Hebron, Yishai Fleischer. Yishai Tadaraba, good luck today. I'm sure everybody around the world is going to come through and make this a success. Nachum, you're the international spokesman for the Jewish people and for Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's what, that's what you do. You're our international spokesman. I want to thank you so much for your program and keep up the great fight and keep broadcasting to the world the truth, a world that, that has, is filled with lies. You fill it with truth and with beautiful music. Tartei Mashmah, music to the soul and music to the ears. God bless you, Nachum. Tadaraba, thank you so much. Everybody go to hebronfund.org. H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org and participate in this extremely important charity.com campaign c-h-a-r-i-d-y dot com you'll see it's the first live campaign on that website uh, and participate we're calling this Chevron Day because until 6pm Eastern Time every dollar donated to the Chevron Fund is quadrupled it is with great pride that I introduce to this audience the one and only Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, Director of Tourism for the Jewish Community of Hebron. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, Shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. Warmest regards from Emek Hebron, from the Valley of Hebron. And it's great to be on the air. I greatly appreciate that, Rabbi Hachbaum. You're always a tremendous inspiration. Why is it important? For everybody, every Jew in the world to respond to today's call. Why, when the Chevron Fund asks people to help them quadruple donations today, is it important for everybody to respond? As you know, Nachum, that we're not here. It's not some Hachbam and the Hachbam family that represents the Marta Machpelah. It's our grandparents, our great-grandparents. It's the patriarchs and matriarchs of all the Jewish nation of Israel that we're watching and we're taking care of. And really, everyone wants to try as much as they can to be the best child in the world, to fulfill the commandment of honoring thy father, honoring thy mother. Today is a great opportunity to do that, to keep up and to upkeep and to lift up the face of the city of Hebron. A lot of us forget that only the patriarchs and matriarchs buried in Hebron, but they lived here. And so much of the Tanakh and so much of our portions of the week all took place here in Hebron. This is our roots, it's our roots, and it's time for us not only to be holy individuals, but to make ourselves into a holy nation, to join in that national battle for the land of Israel and for the burial site of our patriarchs and matriarchs. You have, um, you, you continue, in addition to touring and uh, leading tours for everybody, young people, adults, older people, through the holy city of Hebron, you have the unique opportunity, especially on Shabbatot, to interact with the Jewish students from around the world, young people who for some reason are attracted to Hebron and want to be there for Shabbat and gain spiritually from the experience. Do you find, Rabbi Hachbaum, that the young people, especially the ones from the diaspora, understand the connection of Hebron to our history? So first of all, I want to say that the young people today, you know, all the rabbinical leadership is talking about how the generations are going down and they're getting weaker. But I really feel that today our young children are part of that prophecy of lo rav lo lechem lo tzoma lamayim. 
There's not a hunger only for bread and not a thirst for water, but there's a great deep thirst to connect to something greater and beyond themselves, to join in to Am Yisrael and to Eretz Yisrael. And Baruch Hashem, Chavon is the perfect venue and the perfect conduit to have young people connect and to feel part of something bigger than just themselves, to be part of the greater nation, to be part of the redemption of the land of Israel and the return after 2,000 years of the Jewish nation to the land of Israel. And I think, therefore, Chavon is a magnet that opens up and expands what's already there in the DNA, but it somehow brings out that special connection, and both on a personal level and a national level. I think anyone who experiences Shabbat and Chavon, whether it's with the yeshiva, with their seminary, or if they come on their own, something transforms within them, and something happens. Chavon gets deep inside of them. It is amazing. It is a magnet, so true. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum is with us, Director of Tourism for the Jewish Community of Chevron. He and Yishai Fleischer both so far have spoken with us this morning about the importance of supporting this very, very important campaign. Charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. The first live campaign you'll see is the Chevron Fund. It goes until 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. They are just over $242,000 trying to get the 500000 and remember, every dollar is quadrupled when you give to this campaign. Every dollar is quadrupled. In addition, you can visit the Hevron Fund website, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org, and you can see at the website the uh, incredible list, and it is an incredible list, of all the different things that are supported when you give directly to the Hevron Fund, all the different things that happen in Hevron, all because of support from around the world. So check that out right now and uh, get ready. Rabbi Hachbaum, uh, and get ready to support Hebron. Rabbi Hachbaum, how was the uh, Shabbat Chayei Sarah? I know you've been to many of them. Uh, you have a uh, unique habit, you and your family, of hosting hundreds of people, and that's no exaggeration, <laughs> as they come pouring in throughout the entire Shabbat. How was Chayei Sarah this year? So this year was really beyond anyone's expectation. The weather was perfect. Security was very, very good. And Am Yisrael came in flocks from all, every different walk, from different countries. People flew in from America, as we know, through the Chavon Fund, to the Shiva Shavei Chavon. Jews from Russia came, Jews from France came. People were sleeping in cars. People were camping out. The weather was very beautiful, I mentioned. And it was just an awakening that the Yakam Asada Vamarasha, both the field and the cave within it, all rose up to life. It was a little taste and a little foretaste of what's going to be like when Mashiach comes, the singing, the dancing, and most of all, the achtut that existed, the unity, between all different walks of Jews, that's davening together, singing together, marching through the streets of Hebron, Am Yisrael Chai was so clear how the Jewish nation lives forever and ever during that course of that Shabbat. And of course, my wife, every year, does an unbelievable job of hosting and hosting both the meals and the oneg, and a big Sudash shit, and of Shlomo Abdallah with guitars. And really, over the course of Shabbat, probably 800 to 1,000 young people passed through the doors of my house. It is amazing and incredible. It's such a hospitable community. What you just described in your house is replicated in so many areas of Hebron all through every Shabbat. You're always welcoming guests and inviting people, and it's so important to keep the opportunities open for people, especially the young people, to visit and uh, parents, you should, you should encourage your children who are in Israel to get to Hebron as soon as possible and enjoy a Shabbat 
or enjoy a day there. The Chevron Fund um, here in New York City uh, has a, a charity.com campaign that is happening as we speak. goes until 6 o'clock tonight, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. Every dollar that is raised is quadrupled. As you mentioned earlier on the Chevron Fund website, uh, some of the things that are discussed, some of the things that are described in terms of what is supported by your dollars, by your support of the Chevron Fund, include the upkeep of our holy sites, including Marat HaMachmelah, uh, summer camp scholarships, soldier care packages, hot meals for Hebron children, outreach tours that go on on a regular basis, and so many other things. And you all have an opportunity, all of us have an opportunity to participate by going to charity.com right now or to go to the Hebron site, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org, and participating. Rabbi Hachbaum, I encourage you to join me in asking our audience to respond and make the next nine and a half hours a successful nine and a half hours when it comes to support for the holy city of Hebron. So, really turning to everyone right now, as I mentioned, Hebron is not about the 90 Jewish families living here, but Hebron is about our ancestral rights to the Holy Land. And we turn to everyone. There's a famous teaching from the great Hasidic master, Rabbi Nachman Abreslov, and the verse, Echarai Avram, Avram was the one, the only one. Sometimes we lead our life, we always think someone else is going to do it. Some rich man will write the check. Some philanthropist must be picking up all the expenses, but it's not like that. This is a grassroots effort. We have to mamish give today like we know the, as if there's no one else in the world, and God has only to rely upon us to give and to support Chavon. Everyone here makes a difference. There is no one else. We have to pretend it's only us. Abraham was alone in the world. And he took on this mission of spreading godliness, of connecting the nations of the world to God's oneness. And he took that mission on as if it was all dependent upon him. So we ask everyone individually, it's not going to be done by someone else, but we're waiting for you. We need you. The patriarchs and matriarchs need you. And here from Chavon, Ever Avram Anochi, the humble servant of Avram, Simchahachbam, really asking everyone individually to open their hearts and their pockets to be there for us and to help us facelift the city. When Yaakov came back to Eretz Yisrael, he showed grace to the city. He facelifted the city. The Chevron Fund is beautifying, really bringing life to normalcy as best as possible here in Chevron, and beautiful parks and gardens and after-school activities for the children, after-school activities during the year, hot lunches, special teulim, summer programs for the kids, Soldiers are invited to the individual homes, beautiful barbecues that take place, concerts called Pesach, beautiful Sikhot programs, etc., etc. We're here every single day giving, 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 and now's the opportunity to become partners with us and join us in this fight and this battle to keep Hebron Jewish and to keep Hebron under Israeli control. He is Director of Tourism for the Jewish Community of Hebron and makes a very very impassioned and great case why all of us should be on the roster of supporters of the Chevron Fund. Everybody today, follow the lead of Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum. Go to the website, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com. It's their first live campaign. It's the one for the Chevron Fund. It ends at 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Or just go to the Chevron Fund website or respond by clicking on any of the social media connections that are posting it. Or go to the, or click on any of the emails you're getting that are speaking about the Chevron Fund campaign for today. And let's get to the $500,000 at 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. That will be quadrupled. 
and will certainly be a very successful campaign if we utilize the next few hours to join together, to join together and, uh, and, uh, and accomplish this. Uh, we will reach our goal, and the Chevron Fund will have reached their goal for this very special campaign. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, Dashcham to everybody in Chevron, and thank you so much for joining us today. I just want to also invite everyone that's coming to Israel, planning a trip to Israel. If you're not yet planning a trip to Israel, to start to plan a trip, to come on one of your days that you're here to visit Chevron. Yep. Every parent, every grandparent waits for the grandchildren to come visit. Okay. And we wait for you with open arms to join us on one of our trips. We have trips throughout the year, every Wednesday, from the David Citadel Hotel, and during the busy season and Yeshiva Week and other vacation times, many, many more trips during the week. And most of all, Malcolm, we want to thank you for always being there with us. Friends are through thick and thin, to the good times and sometimes the rougher times in Chevron. It's been, you've been with us, and your show has been with us, and thank you for being that voice of truth and compassion. I'm your show and narrative show. Call like a voter by Hachbaum. Everybody follow her by Simcha Hachbaum's directive. It's a good one. It's one we should all heed right now. Hebron, hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Let's make today's charity campaign a successful one. They're just over $246,000, trying to get to 500000 by the end of today by 6 p.m. Eastern time. If they do, the final figure will be quadrupled to the Hebron Fund. My thanks, Rabbi Simcha Achbaum. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Well, so far we've spoken uh, during this special Hevron hour with uh, Yishai Fleischer, international spokesman for the Jewish community of Hevron. He's encouraging everybody to give and give generously. Hebronfund.org, the special charity.com campaign, which is going on right now until 6 p.m. Eastern time, where every donation is quadrupled. You give a dollar, it's four dollars. You give a hundred dollars, it's four hundred dollars. Pretty good deal, huh? I would say so. Uh, so that's going on right now as we speak. Then we spoke to um, Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, Director of Tourism for the Jewish Community of Hebron. He reminded everybody why it's so important to give as well. Mentioned some of the projects, including the upkeep of Marata Machpelah. Uh, that happens through the Hevron Fund, and reminded everybody that until 6 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, every dollar is quadrupled. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, or go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com, or answer any of the emails you're getting about today's Hevron special day, or on social media, click on any of the links you're seeing about Hevron special day. Just make sure to give. Give generously. Right now, the campaign stands at just over $246,000. Make that $248,000, just over $248,000. And um, 
that number continues to grow. We're about to hit the halfway mark with just over nine hours left. Yoni Bleichbard is with us live via telephone. Uh, he's one of our amazing friends from the holy city of Hebron. He's their chief security officer in Hebron. Yoni, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Good morning, Boker Tov. Great to speak with you. First of all, most importantly, update us about the security situation in Hebron. <laughs> well, that, that's, a, that's a, the wrong question to ask because... If I say the situation is lousy, I could get fired. <laughs> That's true. Good but, point. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you don't need to ask me. Just look at the, the, the numbers. The numbers, the amount of people coming into Hebron every day. You just mentioned Shabbat Chayi Sarah when we had a record-breaking uh, number of 35,000 Jews coming in. Uh, we took a part in it. We, we hosted uh, about 50 people in our house. Uh, sleeping. Right. Uh, the meals, you know, uh, it was a 24-hour feast. Started on Erev Shabbos and uh, continued on uh, till Motei Shabbos. Uh, we had traffic jams uh, over three miles uh, into Hebron. It was an, am- an, an amazing sight to see you know, all of Am Israel coming in yeah. uh, to support, uh, to stay in Hebron for that uh, Amazing Shabbos. You know, all kidding aside, though, it, it is important for you as chief security officer uh, to remind all of us, all of us need the reminder, that um, that Hebron is safe, that Hebron is secure, that Hebron is uh, a- as easily visitable just like any other area of Israel. I think it's an important message to always reiterate when it comes to uh, the situation in Hebron. Absolutely. There's, first of all, the access has been uh, very simple. There's an Eged bus, a bulletproof bus that comes in uh, every half, half an hour from Yerushalayim. Uh, the roads are heavily guarded. We've been blessed with uh, an amazing, amazing uh, commander who will do everything uh, that will maintain the, vis- uh, the upkeep and uh, the visiting of Hebron. Uh, thank God, you know... Uh, it was, things can always get better. It was not always like this, as you can not attest. Always like it that. was not always not like always this. Like that. Uh, there was there was there were times when it was tense situations with with the army and its commanders, and there were times when it was very difficult. And now, people, everybody around the world, we're, we're not only asking for money; we're also asking for you when you get to Israel to visit, because you have no idea how how pleasurable a day you will have, how pleasant a day you will have. If you spend in Hebron and Shabbat for sure, whether it's Chayi Sarah or some other time, you have no idea how pleasant an experience it will be. So please, Yoni Bleichbard, and I'm a let, I, normally I wouldn't let somebody do this to give guarantees on the air, but I can tell you that we're at a stage now, thank God, where we can almost, almost guarantee that it is as uh, as safe and secure as any other area that you're going to be visiting in Israel, which is a really important thing to know and a very important thing to say. Uh, Yoni Blackbard's with us. Yoni, why is it important? You, you're very familiar with some of the things that the Chevron Fund actually funds. Uh, it, it, it helps, uh, frankly, they help you do your job with some of the uh, different things that uh, that they support. Um, please tell our listeners why it's so important that on this very special Chevron Day, they respond and give as generously as they can to this special campaign. Well, I'd like to share a story with you that just happened recently on Shabbat Chayi Sarah. Amongst the hundreds of guests uh, we had, uh, there was a soldier that called me uh, 
needless to say, he's not right-winged. Uh, he's not religious. And he said, you know what, uh, I've heard uh, a lot about uh, this uh, special Shabbos. I want to come. Uh, he finished his uh, line of duty in Hebron uh, two months ago. And he was interested because, uh, you know, preparations for big events uh, take a long time. And we're, uh, we talked about it already in uh, July and August. So uh, I said we hosted him. Uh, by the way, he did not get, uh, get an upgrade of... Uh, a bed in Hebron. <laughs> he, he slept beside me underneath the dining room table <laughs> in a sleeping bag. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, you know, we had the, the Shabbos. We couldn't give him personal attention. It's hard giving hundreds of people personal attention. But at the end of the Shabbos, he said uh, this line. He said, you know what? You can take me out of Hebron, but you can't take Hebron out of me. And mm. we're not talking about a person who davens three times a day not, he's, he's not connected. Right. But yet, Hebron did something to him. Uh, uh, the Hebron pa- uh, Fund uh, is responsible for the care of the soldiers as, as well, for their education. We have uh, tens of uh, before-army programs, secular kids coming over uh, to Hebron for a day, for a Shabbos. We host them. We personally take care of them. We talk to them. We educate them. And all of this is part of uh, the Hebron Fund's uh, doing, also uh, taking uh, care of our first responders uh, uh, in order to maintain uh, regular life in Hebron. It is amazing. Everybody out there has a chance to participate in all of this. All you have to do right now is go to the Hebron Fund website, H-E-B-R-O-N-F-U-N-D.org, or charity.com c-h-a-r-i-d-y uh that is where the um, campaign is being hosted already at this point they are over two hundred and ninety two thousand dollars they are over two hundred and ninety two thousand dollars which is amazing as that number continues to grow and you have until 6 p.m eastern time tonight to help achieve the goal the goal is now 58 percent complete 58 percent complete and once it is completed remember the entire total is going to be quadrupled, which is pretty amazing. I don't know if they have uh, if they have uh, scenarios like that in Israel, where one shekel equals four shekel yoni. Do they have any system like that in Israel? <laughs> it used to be the opposite. When, yeah. <laughs> uh, four shekels <laughs> were worth uh, one dollar. but <laughs> Exactly. But here, look what happens in the United States. You give a dollar, all of a sudden it's worth four bucks. What do you think of that, huh? Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. But more amazing is to see the support, because that's what really gives us the strength to continue on, knowing that we're not alone in this battle. We're not in Hebron for ourselves, for our, you know, for the luxury, for the big houses. We're there for Am Israel, uh, and uh, by by donating, everybody's taking part in that great mission of spreading the word around, spreading the words of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, building a better nation, be- building a better world uh, of uh, truth. Of honor, of uh, of emunah, big emunah in Hashem. Yeah, and truth, honor, and emunah for the Jewish people, which is a hundred percent right. Yoni Bleichbard, chief security officer in Chevron, great friend of ours. Yoni Tadaraba, good luck today. Tadaraba, the- keep up the good work, Nachum. I appreciate that very, very much. Keep it up, everybody. Keep uh, keep uh, giving, keep giving. It's Chevron Fund, H E B R O N fund.org h-e-b-r-o-n fund.org charity.com c-h-a-r-i-d-y 
Uh, the goal is 500000 That will be quadrupled. Keep that in mind. They are almost at 293000 at this point. Keep the donations coming in. Uh, make sure to encourage your friends and family to answer the emails today from the Chevron Fund in a positive manner. To click on the social media links that are being posted to the Hebron Fund campaign. And of course, to go to the website at hebronfund.org where you'll see where uh, some of the projects that the money is going to. And you'll be able to see and keep track of, uh, of how close the Hebron Fund is to the goal. Uh, they have nine hours and 18 minutes left. They are approaching $300,000. Give as generously as you can on this very special Yom Chevron. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Maybe go your living, maybe 
That's Mordechai Ben David, of course, as we are about to uh, start our final conversation of the morning with Rabbi Daniel Rosenstein of the Chevron Fund. <clears throat> we are, we are. I shouldn't say inching because it's going, it's going more quickly than that. We are galloping toward three hundred thousand uh, dollars. We're already at two hundred ninety-six and a half thousand dollars of the five hundred thousand dollar goal the Chevron Fund has for this one-day charity campaign. Go to c h a r i d y dot com. It's the first live campaign you'll see. Is the one for the Chevron Fund. And if you go to hebronfund.org, hebronfund.org, they've done a great thing at the website. They've actually outlined some of the amazing projects uh, that the money is used for, and uh, you'll see just how uh, effective your donation is. really goes to some wonderful things, including upkeep of Marat HaMachbela. Go to hebronfund.org for information on that. Rabbi Daniel Rosenstein is executive director of the Hebron Fund, and he joins us live via telephone. Dan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Uh, Nachum, so good to hear your voice and so great to be on the show. Really, you inspire us to keep up our holy work. I appreciate that very much. I'm going to say something to you that I bet you've said to yourself more than once. Uh, It must be an amazing privilege to work on a daily basis with people like Yishai Fleischer, Rabbi Simcha Hachbam, and Yoni Bleichbard. Absolutely. There's no weak links here. Each one of them is mamish, a superstar. It's a privilege to work with them. And uh, and if you ask them, it's a privilege to work with Avram, you know, for Avram, Yitzhak, <laughs> Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Leah, Adam, Chava, uh, you know, Yishai, Ruth, uh, Otniel Ben Kanaz, first show faith to the Jews. This is, uh, this is our history. This is where it's all at. Uh, I don't want to say nothing else matters, but this is this is the foundations of the Jewish people, and uh, to be working with, uh, with with people like this, and for people to be connected to people like this in a place like this uh, is just uh, is just unmatched and a real real privilege. I don't want to give any um, what some might call an ayin hara, but it is amazing. You have to admit how uh, how generous. Chevron fans, Chevron supporters are that again, Baruch Hashem today, uh, as the uh, campaign goes on between now and 6 p.m. 
Eastern time. Again, it seems, again, I'm, I'm being very cautious, don't want to be accused of anything. <laughs> it seems that, again, the supporters and lovers of Hebron are coming through and making this campaign a success. Look, I flashed back to last year. Last year, our goal was $400,000. Yeah. We also um, were challenged to um, to get to that point. This year, we raised it to 500000 not because we had, you know, all the data, you know, lined up to say that, but I have to tell you that Chevron is, is like no other organization. We call on the Zchut and the, the merit of the patriarchs and matriarchs, and we just push a little bit more. Our supporters push a little bit more. Uh, they go through the extra effort. It's, you know, look, it takes time. You have to go to the website or you have to call or whatever you have to do, you know, within a short 24-hour period. They go that extra mile. They, they push. And, uh, you know, last year we got an, an email from someone who said, oh, you pushed too hard, and she got all angry. You Now you're not going to make it. You have to return all the money. So, you know, we we're a little cautious about raising the goal to 500000 But, look, it could be that we'll hit the five hundred, and it could be that uh, – it could be that we'll go into the bonus round. Right. I, you know, it's too early to tell. Right. Bonus time could kick in, which would be amazing, that's for sure. Um, it, what also must be really uh, heartwarming for you, frankly, is that in addition to the, the money, which is great and obviously is, is so necessary, uh, over 500 people have participated so far, which is another number that you probably love watching to see grow during this campaign. Oh, yeah. People are really, uh, really touched. And they, you know, look, yeah, we have people that are listening in uh, now that are clicking on. They're, they're going on the, on the app or they're going, uh, they're going online and they're making uh, donations. And now they're going to be connected. And then hopefully uh, they'll come on the tour and they'll be able to see firsthand. Uh, they'll get all kinds of updates on when tours are and, and all that kind of information. Um, and to be connected to Chevron. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's like the ultimate. So. Yeah, no question about that. Everybody, Daniel Rosenstein is with us. He's executive director of the Chevron Fund. By the way, I, I know it sounds like a, a really small thing, but I think you and your staff did a brilliant thing uh, by highlighting on the homepage of the Chevron Fund website some of the things that the money goes for. People will see mm-hmm. how the upkeep of Marat Machpela and other holy areas how, how the uh, events that you guys run, Cholamoid, and other times during the year, how the camp scholarships for the kids, how the soldier care packages, which we know are so important for the soldiers in Chevron, how, uh, how the touring, which needs support, the outreach touring that uh, was described earlier on the show, how that needs support. People could see how there's so many varied projects that you guys are involved with and that you're funding. So when, when people fund the Chevron Fund, they're really funding a whole bunch of different things that are going on at once. Look, it's uh, you know everyone has different uh, motivations for their giving. Some some want to fund the residents. Some want to fund the um, bringing in more visitors. Some want to fund our work with the soldiers. Um, look, we improve the daily lives of the residents. We fund the parks and the playgrounds and the after-school programs and the hot meals and the libraries and 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 things like that. But then we also improve spiritual lives. We you know we're maintaining the holy sites in Chevron. We're um, you know, educating the, the soldiers, and then we're helping the residents, and we're supporting the families in need and the victims of terror, and we're giving out um, uh, stipends and, and, and food on the, on the, the holidays, and, and then, uh, you know, uh, work that's uh, uh, in, the, in the realm of safety and security, where we work with the, uh, 
where we work with the soldiers and uh, and the other security forces and give them, uh, you know, a taste of Shabbat. You know, Yoni didn't. I don't know. I don't know if I missed it, but Yoni and his wife every Shabbat. Yeah. We do the, We. I mean, uh, you know, I just uh, you know write the check, but he's the one or she's the one who uh, does the baking with some of the residents. And they organize the Dvar Torah, and they print it up, and they give it out to all the outposts around Hebron. I won't say how many outposts there are, but um, you know, every every Friday they they do that, and that's the they're the messengers and shlichim of uh, of your listeners and uh, of the people here in America. So, you know, I encourage everyone to uh, to get involved and be connected. All right, everybody out there, you have an opportunity to uh, be part of this unique campaign. It is, uh, it's just a few hours to go, nine hours and change before this campaign will officially come to an end. And you know the deal when it comes to these charity.com campaigns. If you don't reach the goal, uh, the money is not, the, they literally do not take the money from you. Someone, Dan, someone can pledge a hundred bucks. If you don't reach your goal, they'll never be charged at hundred dollars, correct? Right. I would say, Essentially, they donate the hundred dollars. You know, they put it on the credit card and everything like that. Um, I guess it's considered a pledge until uh, until the end of the campaign. Right. That's when they decide are they hitting the credit cards or not. So, you know, right now we're at two hundred ninety-eight thousand one hundred eighty-four. So close to three hundred. I wonder if we can get there by the end of the show. That would be amazing. Oh, I don't even know if we can, but that would be wonderful if we could. Oh, wait, did we just get it? Did I just refresh and see that we, in fact, did get the 300000 Am I right about that? Oh, wow. We got it? Look at that. All right. We're 60%. 60%. All right. So we, 300000 So we, we got to keep going. We are officially at 60%. We are, in fact, uh, at a total of over 300000 And everybody out there is encouraged to participate. Again, all through the day, you'll see social media posts. You'll see emails. Uh, you'll see a variety of, uh, of avenues that you're being reached um, by the Chevron Fund to remind you about the campaign. Try to remind your friends and family as well uh, all through the day. It goes till 6 p.m. Eastern time. The goal is to get to 500000 Again, that figure will be quadrupled for the Chevron Fund. Rabbi Daniel Rosenstein is executive director of the Hebron Fund. Uh, Rabbi Rosenstein, continued good luck. I am sure, I am hoping, that nine hours from now, the Chevron Fund will be celebrating a great achievement. Right, and so just again, the link is hebronfund.org, right. H-E-B-R-O-N-F-U-N-D.org, or you can call the office if you're in your car listening, and the office number is 718-677-6886. Someone will take your, uh, will input the donation if you're, this way you're not texting and driving, 718-677-6886. Or again, you can just go to the website, hebronfund.org. It's also on the charity site, C-H-A-R-I-D as in Dan, Y. Com, uh, and you'll see the Hebron. Uh, oh, nine hours and four minutes left. Okay, Nachum. Thank you, Rabbi Rosenstein. Good luck. There it is. Hebron Fund. Big campaign. Wraps up 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. <clears throat> Let's make sure to make it a great, <clears throat> excuse me, a great success. Monday morning at JM and the AM. Reminder tonight we start saying the same Talumatar that happens at Mariv. Tfilat Arvit tonight, we begin to say Vesein Talumotar. They've already started that in Israel. Uh, but here in the Chutzlar, it's outside of Israel, it begins tonight. Vesein Talumotar. If you're not familiar with it, consult with your local rabbi. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, Mayor Weingarten is on between 9 and 10 this morning, right after JM and the AM. Forty years ago, the president of Egypt made history when he was the first Arab leader to visit Israel. The world heralded heralded President Sadat as a hero, but only a handful of people knew the events 
of the previous months that led up to his trip. The Israel Show reveals the now-it-can-be-told story straight from the files of the Mossad. Yesterday, an Israeli soldier was buried, stabbed to death by an Arab terrorist. The world hasn't heard and doesn't care. We do. Make sure to be tuned in. And the not-to-be-missed weekly Israeli music mix, including a new release by megastar Yishai Rebo. Tune in right after JM and the AM. And don't forget to like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Um, make sure to like the page so that you're all set to enjoy the Israel Show uh, with Mayor Weingarten coming up between 9 and 10. Yoni Pollock has, after further review, his take on the current world of sports that'll be happening between 10 and 11 this morning. Yoni Pollock between 10 and 11 o'clock with his take on the world of sports. It's called After Further Review. Tomorrow morning, we're starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us here at JM in the AM. Reminder that our friends at Only Simcha's continue to um, provide an amazing news feed. Not only Simcha news, but incredible uh, news items in their news feed on a daily basis. And we continue to highly recommend it. Uh, what do you got to do? You got to do to, you got to go to uh, onlysimchas.com and check out the latest of what they're posting. Uh, a lot of it contains uh, content that has come straight from us here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, and we continue to be very, very proud of that. A big thank you to our friends at the Kushner Schools and the Atid Society, Batsheva and um, Murray Halpern, and uh, really everybody who greeted us so nicely there last night. It was great to be part of the Safam concert. They were as great as I said they would be. And uh, a big thank you to everybody who came over and uh, said hi. It was really nice to be there and to take part in a very special night. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. My thanks to the uh, couple of cast members from Soon By You who joined us. My thanks to uh, everybody from Chevron. Tomorrow morning we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Till then, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.